Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact. Due diligence on classic business is brought to you by Deal Leaders International Leaders in mergers and acquisitions. Now, South Africa is the country of the future, and it always will be. Now, Charles de Gaulle once said this about Brazil. And just think about it. What did he actually mean? And I do think the same about South Africa sometimes. We talk a big game, lots of potential but uh, little in the way of delivery. So always a country of the future. And we certainly hope that starts to change with the budget tomorrow. If there's one key constituency that Finance Minister Enoch Gorongwana needs to address, it's the mid-sized business market, which is one of the primary drivers of jobs and growth in the economy. And that's something my next guest understands all too well. Andrew Bowman, Chief Executive Corporate and Advisory at Deal Leaders International. Andrew, welcome. Uh, what are you expecting, firstly, out of the Finance Minister? Minister's hat tomorrow, given the fiscal bind that he finds himself in. Sure, Hi, Michael. Yeah, I think playing open cards. I'm not expecting you know any any fireworks and not a lot of good news. Unfortunately, I think the you know looking in in kind of the variables that he's got to play with, none of them are good for the consumer. None of them are really good for you know for the outlook. I think for me. Um, any inkling or any sign of re-stimulation of infrastructure development or the likes, you know, I'm hoping something shows up to get the cogs turning again. Um, but he's got a, yeah, he's got a very, very um, tough budget um, process to go through because of the, you know, the growing deficit. Obviously, revenue is much lower. A growing interest bill, state-owned enterprises, you know, and and and. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think I promise a lot of it's going to be tongue in cheek because we've heard it all before and, and it just hasn't played out that way. And obviously within the context of an election coming up, I am worried about, you know, is there going to be any electioneering comments made um, that can't be backed up by you know, proper meat and proper facts? And I guess that's uh, really got the market on edge this week, and you can just see it in our bond and currency markets as well. Mm. Given the pressure that is on mm. the uh, the ruling party, of which the finance minister is a member, to come up yep. with something slightly more populist, if if he doesn't and he manages to resist that, uh, be it an NHI huge hike in VAT, for example, or something more on the social relief of distress ground, it would probably be seen as positive uh, for the mid-market. I, I want to talk about the, the other uh, trajectory that was positive from the last uh, budget, uh, and that was a slight ratcheting down of corporate income tax rates. And there was a mention yeah. that this is a, a multi-year process. Do we expect, given the fact that revenues are under pressure, to see any further relief for corporates um, on the tax side? My gut is no. You know, I think they've got limited runway on on the tax side. So, so I think they would they increase the rate not on the co- corporate tax side. I don't see them reducing it um, because I just think then they, you know it's going to be an own goal. So you know the, your your corporate um, taxpayer out there is under so much pressure as it is. Um, if they alleviated that, you know that tax relief, it would be great for the for the corporates. But it's going to leave a massive hole in in the tax coffers. So yeah, my gut is no. Uh, I I would welcome it as a business owner myself, but yeah, I don't I yeah. don't see anything there. 
and many of the tax experts that I've read and spoken to in the build-up reckon there will be likely changes in personal income taxes, uh, things like bracket creep uh, not allowed for mm-hmm. this year, and all of that has implications for mid-market businesses because it impacts the uh, disposable income that consumers have at the end of the day and an Mm -hmm. investment. Uh, So so broadly speaking, uh, this doesn't seem to be a good news budget that we're bracing for tomorrow for mid-market-sized businesses. No, you know, Michael, I'm always so positive. I always try to see the light. And, I, you know, I, I look in the that mid-market, it's just, you know, there's a there's a diminishing tax base, be it, you know, private or, or, or business, that is just having to weather more and more of the storm. And unfortunately, linked to that is this, this out-of-control debt situation, which, you know, obviously, you know, hangs over all of our heads. And, and, and that same tax base is having to invest in, their own power solutions and own water solutions, you know, and all of those elements. So there's proper pressure, you know, and I think there's, you know, like I said, you know, it'd be really interesting to see it. But I think in the in the space we we live in um, and we operate in, it's yeah, it's a mm. bit gloomy, unfortunately, which mm. is so anti who I am. Well, uh, we have to call it the way we see it, Andrew. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's always what I've enjoyed about you. You, mm. Yes, you have a, an inclination towards <laughs> positivity, as most entrepreneurs do, but you have to also assess the reality on the ground. Yeah. What, what might spark my interest? And it really builds on the SA REIT Association conference that I facilitated last week. And talking to property owners, right, landlords, yeah. these, these individuals – uh, are you know they're custodians of shareholder capital yes but they have fixed brick and mortar assets they can't just up and rip these assets out uh, depending on the political mood of the day and one of the big issues is obviously the decline in infrastructure local government water electricity potholes outside your malls for example but increasingly we're seeing um, things like city improvement districts, these public-private yeah. partnerships between local authorities and property owners actually yielding really good results in Rosebank, in Santon, yeah. several districts down in the Western Cape. Might yeah. we see more on this issue of public-private partnerships as a potential solution for our crumbling infrastructure? Yeah. You know, in my view, Michael, it's the only solution. You know, and and I think I think the the challenge we currently have is there's schizophrenia in the ruling party's attitude towards it, and you know it's one thing I believe has always differentiated South Africa to you know most of the the rest of the African continent is this very very strong business um, corporate citizen if you like, and you know it's the only way I think we're gonna we're gonna get traction relatively quickly. Um, but part of that is is going to need to be a whole unlearning for for the government to to embrace and accept it, because we've got the skills. In most cases, we've got the capital, the balance sheets, and you know obviously the the, the, the lending capabilities. Um, but everybody's going to have to get onto the same page because you're right. You know that that there are a number of cases where it's really starting to work well, um, and I, you know, I, I think it's just too big to fix without businesses' involvement in those public-private partnerships. Yeah, I, I recently watched the carte blanche uh, expose of what's been going on in Neisner with some interest because, mm. and we've chatted about this before, uh, my own neighborhood of Parkview seems to be experiencing very similar dysfunction. And it's these are microcosms of what's going on around the country. 
country where, sadly, political expediency has overwhelmed the need to deliver basic services and infrastructure. And these are the things that, that these are the arteries of the body yeah. uh, economic, that business needs to yeah. work. Um, so given that, if you were to edify Enoch, I've been asking all of my guests in the build-up, what would your piece of advice or a couple of pieces of advice be to the finance minister to say, listen, Mr. Finance Minister, put this in your hat and, and you'll see an outsized return in terms of the confidence that it would generate if we heard this in your speech tomorrow. What would it mm. be? Well, I, th- I think step one is, is reality on the table. You know, tell us how bad it actually is. You know, I mean, obviously, it's, you know, I think we, we all suspect. But then then I would definitely say, you know, give me or us an indication of we can't fix it all, but what are the priorities and, and what is the plan? And I think, you know, principally public-private partnership is is going to be absolutely key. And I think prioritization of spending in the right places. You know, we, there's a public wage bill that's growing and there's there's grant income, you know, pressure on, on the fiscus. We're going to need to start redeploying in assets that yield returns. And, and that is, you know, the only way we're going to help unemployment and the likes. So it's about time to have a tactical intervention with bite-sized chunks to say, this is our focus for the next year. We don't want 20 things. We want one or two, and we want them to land. Yeah, yeah. And it reminds me of a couple of years ago, under the previous finance minister, the introduction of zero-based budgeting to, to kind of say, yes. let's, let's recalibrate. Let's say, what do we actually need? Yet that's gone Absolutely. very quiet. I haven't heard much of yeah. the zero-based budgeting. Again, to my earlier point, you know, we're, we're tired of new plans and, and, and failure to deliver on on previously communicated ideas to rein in this runaway debt and to ignite growth. We really need to start seeing some action. Andrew, as always, a great pleasure chatting. Let's hope it doesn't go from bad to worse tomorrow. (laughs) Take care. Thanks. Thanks, Michael. You too. Cheers. That was Andrew Bowman, Chief Executive Corporate and Advisory at Deal Leaders International, sharing his insights and his hopes for tomorrow's big budget. This week's due diligence on classic business is brought to you by Deal Leaders, partnering with you for the next episode of Due Diligence. Listen to Classic Business next Tuesday around 20 to 7, brought to you by Deal Leaders International. Classic Business with Michael Avery, sponsored by Alex Forbes, for insight, advice and impact.